Welcome to Shas Illuminated. Please enjoy the following shear. There's shas all the rebbeim, and it needs rishos. It's, it's not lightly that we ever, during the year, this is not a common occurrence ever during first seder. To tell the guys to gather ever during first seder, I don't, has it happened once, maybe once this year? It's not a common occurrence, twice. Eli and Dani's yard site, it's not a common occurrence to gather the guys and rishos the rebbeim. We've, get, we've done it during Seder. I'd like to explain, but I, before I explain, there were two protests the guys made this year, and the nachas I have, there are a lot of guys upset at me right now. And guys said, I, want, I came to go to Shear today. And you canceled, you canceled, you're calling a meeting, I want my Rebbe Shear to go on. The two, the two nachas protests I saw this year on Shavuos, there was a suda that was like electric, and it was already late, late at night, the second night, and I started benching. I started Shear Amalos. The booing, the macha, was so gorgeous. It was one of the great sounds of the year. The guys were angry. There was a booing. The island was upset. What? Stop. Knock it off, Kalish. What do you have to end the suda for? And that macha was so gorgeous. It was stunning. There was a sense, I want to keep Shabbos, Miris, anything we've, that, that exists in this yeshiva exists for that macha. That guys say, I want Ruchnius. I don't want to stop Zmiris. I don't want to stop Divrei Torah. Guys would have quicker sang Al Naris Bubble and Shir Malis than they were upset enough. And there was a macha, the, there was a macha that was pure, it was real. And there was, there was upset, there was frustration. I want to say that this morning going around, telling guys we're gathering now, that the Ray Silverman guys want to be with him. Rabbi, Rabbi, each Rabbi, Ray Glazer's with him, Ray Shapiro with him, and the sense of what are you canceling, what are you canceling, Shia? And it's not, it's not done lightly, and I'm not saying just you could say words, it's not done lightly. I hope our actions during the year, we've had many times people have asked to speak in all different things, and it's not canceled for anything, because first say there's very, very important to me, and the whole year, this is not typically done. I, why do I want to gather the guys by first Seder today? The Dafka by first Seder, it's been hectic. All of us are getting in, are grabbing what we can. We're I wanted to gather the guys, not to give. I, don't, I wanted the Rebbeim to say thank yous, to say goodbyes. I wanted to gather together as one. We're many different shvatim, the different shiurim have different aspects. And it's beautiful, there's so many different matzavim in yeshiva, but I wanted to sit during first seder as one. The chevra learning Gemara, the chevra learning Ashkafa, the chevra chavra over the last night's basketball games. Whatever you did in Shear, I wanted to sit together as one this morning. It's not to give, I don't want the rebellion to give last minute instructions for the summer. That, when, that, it's, when that happens, it was like, okay, summer, ben azmanim, advice. We're studying life, we're studying Torah, we're studying a Torah life, there's no like last minute, tell the guys, oh, about the summer, what, what we've been learning the whole year about life, and the summer of the year, and just we've been studying life. Keep in mind a lot, there's no phrase like that, it's not a Torah, you always have to remember what's a God construct, what's a man-made construct, 
Bein Zmanim is a cute word. It's Kishmak. It's cute that there's such a thing. There's Zmanim in Yeshiva. The Zmanim, we, we have like Yamim Taivim. Now there's something called, men are allowed to make things, and I'm not giving it names, and great people have coined Bein Zmanim. I'm not mocking the name. Just don't get confused to what we study in the Torah. We're studying a life of Torah. We've spoken, right? Kaf all year has spoken to you about summer, winter, spring, and fall. And there is a sugya to each, and there's a sugya yeah. of summer. For sure, there's a sugya of Hashem's beautiful world. Go out and enjoy. Go out and enjoy with friends. But we've studied sugyas of summer, of winter, fall, and spring. It's not like, oh, about Ben Azman. It's not, that's not, that's not what's happening here. So that wasn't the point of this meeting. I wanted the rebellion to get a chance. Yesterday, l- late last night, it's been hectic, hectic. I called Ray Brownston. I said, please, let's just gather all the rebellion. He asked Rishus from the rebellion. I just want to pause for a minute. And during first Seder, it's not, I want to stop and just sit back and look what's happening. Look what's happening. I want to try to put a, a few words where Zaych, as somebody's here, will as well. Talmud Chachem's here well, we'll, as well will dress the Olam. If anybody can picture the scene, a wonderful family who have been Shomer Shabbos for a few generations, their grandparents are Holocaust survivors who, who know what it means to be a Yid, who know what it means to die to be a Yid, and their grandson, this beautiful family, or their great-grandson of these survivors, on Shabbos sits in his room and he's struggling not to use the phone. He's struggling. He has this attachment to technology. And he's struggling. And if you picture what happens to Shabbos, to the guy who struggles, the guy wants to keep Shabbos. It's in his kishkas. A guy says, I'm a shaymish. Nobody in Waterbury says, Rebbe, I kept. You kept. We crave Shabbos. We don't keep Shabbos. We crave. We also keep Shabbos. We crave Shabbos. So you have this youngster who craves Shabbos, and weekly he's grappling with something. He's fighting for his life. Every week he feels worse than the next. And now Shabbos is attached to this horrible feeling of his struggle, of his shame of this crazy battle, you're picturing this youngster in his room. So where are we led? So what's the answer for a generation that you have friends that have this struggle? What's the answer? What's Hashem saying? What's the answer? What do you tell this young man? Fight harder. He's fighting with every... You and I never fought for Shabbos like that youngster. So what's the answer? A guy like me to tell him, try harder. He's fighting like a tiger. I don't say he can't fight hard, okay? So what, wait till push a little harder. What, what's our response? What is Hashem, send, what is Hashem saying to us? Be'eshitzat, the chorim be'samigdash happened with fire. Be'eshat asad levnaisa, gemar babakama. However it was destroyed, that's how it's built. The way things are getting hurt points us to how to build. If fire destroyed, so fire is going to build. You look, from our enemies, we get smart. You study the enemy and you learn. How do you know what the Yidden was supposed to do in the Purim story? Study Haman. Hashem sends us. It's very precise. So you have to study that youngster. Anybody wants to carve a path to success today, if you don't study that youngster, you're sleeping. And if it's not you, it's your four best friends. If it's not you and your four best friends, it's every other neighbor. 
This is what's going on out there. So what's the answer? What, what is it pointing us to? Where is it leading us to? That's the question. He's masking to the cash. the cash. If you think about that youngster, if you think about that youngster, what's the only thing that can pull him out of that? What can end? That's a cycle that's crazy. And that cycle that's crazy is thousands of our youth, thousands of the youth of Klal Yisrael, understated, tens of thousands. We talk about crisis, tens, hundreds of thousands probably. And I say youth only to be delicate and sensitive to the 25-year-olds and 35-year-olds grappling with the same and different forms of this grappling with these things, with looking at things. People are, are drawn and, and fresh. They're looking at stuff they don't want to look at. Try harder. What's it pointing us? What's it saying? Hundreds of thousands of people looking, exposed, watching, searching for something, feeling bad at what they're looking. So what's it saying? So what's Hashem? Now what's it? So what's God saying? So what's God saying? So we, where's it leading us? Then I look in the morning at Rairas' table in the front. I look there, come in and just stare. Spend your whole morning and just stare. I stopped everything today, so you should stare at such a picture. Just look at the table, what happens. That Rairas is sitting with Yossi Prizerovich, with Ozzy Sabo, and there's love at the table, and there's warmth, and there's honesty, and there's dialogue, and there's conversation. There's Yiddishkeit, somebody's connecting. We talk about Chilol Shabbos. Let's say the whole nation's keeping Shabbos, but nobody has Shabbos. Shabbos is relationship. We crave Shabbos. I don't say any of us have Shabbos weekly. I don't say any of us lean in and not the whole Shabbos. There's something called Shabbos. There's something called tefillin. Let's say we were all putting on tefillin robotically. Does anybody even have tefillin? Does anybody putting on those philacrities with, with connection, with meaning, with purpose? Avimari, my father described that we say Baruch Shem It's very weird. We make two brachas. The second one might be a bracha levatala, svardmo, not to make it, so we hedge our bets. We make the bracha, but we say Baruch Shem is very weird. And Avimari quoted the Matamaisha, he once told us to us in Sulam that we say Baruch Shein because we've just become a place of Ashras Ashreno. In the Beis Amigdash, they don't answer Amen, they say Baruch Shein. And we now become Ashras Ashreno. I have seen that in Yeshiva. I see that. Guys put on tefillin, we're a weird place. Whacked out, guys come put on tefillin, five, six, must be so weird, strange place. You come and you put on your tefillin in the base medrash. Don't shy from anybody. You come and you put on your tefillin. When you get up, come on, bring your tefillin and put them on. And say, watch a guy. A guy asked me, said, Rebbe, for months, I wear my tefillin, I thank Hashem, and I ask for something. What should I do first? The guy in this base medrash asked the question. What should I do first? I thank God... 
I was putting on tefillin daily till I was married. Daily, I put on, including after. I never put on tefillin like this guy in my life at that point till I met you. I never put on tefillin with the ketusha, with the holiness, with the attachment, with the ashras He said, Rebbe, he's asking the Shaila, I'm like the Rebbe. Rebbe, what should I do first? Should I thank God first? How many are youth? We, we do it. The lambdas, the sugya. He said, should I, I thank God? He had his own plan that he likes thanking Hashem. He had a whole hakir on it. Should he thank God or ask God for things first? If I thank first, the shtickle manipulative, he told me. Am I just thanking to ask? I'd rather ask than thank. Kindness. It's mechavin, this taira galore. It's a, that's a shtick taira. Could you imagine this whole base medrash was created for such a human being that he puts on his tefillin and he's clearing, he does two things with his tefillin, he thanks, he thought, a guy thought is the shtick of Ramavinu. The guy thought, and he said it makes sense, I should thank and ask. In relation, my tata, I should thank and ask. That's what you do to fathers. You thank them and you ask for money and you thank for the money he gives. The only question is, what should you do first? That's my mission, nailed life. We thank and we ask our tata, we love him. We thank and we ask the father, what, what do I do first? What should I, this youngster wants to know, what do I do first? Ashras, ashrena. Baruch, shame, kibayit, machusayil, ambed. So I wanted to thank. The reason for this is not to give med- is to thank the Chevron. Tonight we had different stud than what to do at graduation. We had a lot of thoughts. I, I, I'm a planner. Avi Blocks play at third base. I'm going nuts from it because he planned. Because he planned. He made that double play. He thought of that and he told me he thought of that before. I thought he was nuts. The ball was hit. It was bases loaded to set it. I don't. You have to know the scene. One up playoff game. The bottom, it's the top of the six, not bottom of the six. Avi Block's team was up last. Top six, we're only seven inning games. So if you're a hardball guy, you have to picture eighth inning. Base is loaded, one out. They get a run, they're going to win it. When extra innings, one up. And the guy hits a hard shot to third. Jaime played up smartly so he could throw Mendy Katz out at home. Red Mendy. And he, the ball smacked him, and in the weirdest move, he runs to the bag. I was like, oh, Hootie was in center field, was ready to kill him. <laughs> and then he fires the first, it completes a double play to end the inning, they won. What impressed me is he thought of that before, he did not decide that on the spot. That's what he planned to do. And he did it and got a double play. So we're planners. We don't, I'm not for the guy, the ball's hit to you, and then you think what to do. We've been obsessing about graduation tonight. I promise there are many things we could do that would be more electric than what we're going to do. In a few hours, hundreds of people will be here, and I want to show off, because I want to feel arrogant about the yeshiva. And there's a lot we could do better show off. But then I just said to myself that I'm just introducing the guys. The start, we'll dance and sing a little, and then I'm introducing the guys. That's what we'll do. It will be a little more chaotic, lebedic, scream, don't scream, do whatever you want. I'm introducing the guys. That's what we'll do. We'll go guy by guy, I'm introducing. I want the world, if there are hundreds of people, they all deserve to meet you. We're going to show off the guys. That's what we're going to do. And I wanted to thank the Hever, the sincerity, the courage. You're courageous. A guy opens up. A guy says, Rebbe, I did this and this. The Chiddush is not what you went through when you were eight. The Chiddush is that you're courageous to speak through and work through your journey. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go. I'm proudly going to say I'm, I'm going to go into 11th grade next year. I've done my 10th grade. 
I could tell you that guys tell me things and I start to get emotional. I'm learning to feel from you. Slowly, slowly, slowly. It's not easy. I have good tricks not to feel. I'm starting to call them out. I thank you. And the chevra that's honest and sincere, you'll come to Rebbe sharing, and we're, I'm just sitting there along the rest of the rebellion saying, wow, wow, who is this guy? You're teaching us something new. We've never seen this before. We don't know. We grew up not feeling. We don't know this. We grew up robotic, but you were led to this. There is no way out of our generation's dilemmas without this. There's no way. The only way is that Shabbos is magical. The, the feeling of looking at something, a guy, it, it, it touches his body. He feels it. He's looking and he feels good. It's a full body experience. Yiddishkeit and Torah, the only answer is It has to be a full body experience. It has to be a guy could put on tefillin. There were earlier generations people put on tefillin. Heroically, we stand on their backs. But they did it. They were soldiers. Today we're lovers, then they were fighters. We're lovers. Today, watch a guy put on tefillin. You can't believe it. I watch guys put on tefillin there. It's not normal. It's not normal. You watch a guy, the pride. It doesn't mean daily he feels it. But there's an experience. I watch guys come in looking for that tefillin. All different zmanim. It's, it's lamalim and azman. It's eternal. There's a connection to something that's real, that you can feel. You watch guys by a share, there's love. There's a connection, there's meaning, there's, it's a full body experience. We sing, we're awkward. In the middle of Shiorim, we start singing. It's so weird. Anybody knows that Reb Nachman, at the end of his life, started telling stories. He said that I'm hitting the people here, I'm not hitting them here. We could say Torah that's like, whoa, and people, you could walk out of a shear, the rabbi's brilliant, and all you walked out is he's brilliant, and your mind was tickled, was your body, oh, did you get married to the thing you learned? Are you, I told my shul, we're looking for a rav. He said, we need a person who gets up here and says a word that he gave you his kishkas, that he handed you a piece, he gave you his flesh. His life, you want to call your wife, your kids, you have to hear what I just heard. There's something that means something to me. You watch in Yeshiva, what Nachum Wolf has been here for years. The man, the man, the man has made an attachment to Yiddishkeit. He's made an attachment to Yiddishkeit, an attachment. Yiddishkeit matters. He came here, he was a good person. He, he was taught the robotic way. He came to Minyan, and that was, wasn't the problem. Today he's emotional about his Minyan. It doesn't mean he'll always feel it. And the sophisticated knock on your yeshiva. You'll meet sophisticated people, but you got to do it when you don't feel it. Excellent and true. Excellent, but there's a let it be something called Shabbos. Could you imagine marriages to say, you got to be a good husband, and no, there's no love in the world? Everybody's like, man, you got to be good to you. I know, I know. You got to be good to her when you don't feel it, and you won't always feel. You usually won't feel it, I know. But there's something called marriage. We've lost what marriage. There's no marriage anymore. Just, you got, I don't get you guys. You got to do it even when you don't feel it. You know, there's something called love. There's something called Yedidos. There's something called Tefillin and Shabbos and Torah and Yiddishkeit that's alive. Could we dream? Could we hope? Could we taste? Could we touch it? Here it lives. Here it lives in you, in you, in your journey. 
with its difficulties, with its challenge. We were led here. Somebody asked, who gives Rishos? Which God will, you don't need Rishos from anybody but God himself. Hashem led us here. It was built by Hashem. Who thought of this? No one. You were led there. What was your other choice? When a guy's sitting in his room, what's his other choice? Tell me the other choice a guy has. Tell it to me. Somebody teach me. I'm willing to be taught. What's the other choice? But to actually like Tyra and Tefillah and each other and God, if you teach me another choice, I'm willing to learn, I promise. Somebody can come here and teach me another way. I don't know the answers, they're caches. But I know we will lead here, and I watch you and I watch your Cone. Watch the guy, and you, can't, you lose your mind. You watch the way he learns, like he's, he's drinking, he's thirsty for something. I've gotten very close to Noam Paisim in the last couple of weeks. The respect he has deep in the dorms, because he's a guy who's trying to connect to something hard, and it's not easy. And we build the structure with what we connect to, and we do it when we don't feel it too. But we find something, and when the guy finds Shabbos, that's the only Eitzah. We're led this way to find Shabbos. The only, we started a Leil Shishi. It's the only Eitzah. So we sang, we tried, we didn't do it enough. But Akiva Fry put it in Yeshiva, he's somebody who feels. It was his only Eitzah. He was led this way. Who did he ask? God sent him. A God sends, it's a chutzpah to ask anybody. He was led a certain way. We're going to hear, I'm going to ask Rebbeim to thank, there's somebody here, Rabbi Rosenfeld, Rev. Joey Rosenfeld, who's a Talmud, Chaim Guri, is back home. I want to welcome Chaim back home. So much, much of what the yeshiva is, Chaim embodies the yeshiva and has built, in a, in a real way, has built what we are, what's about, and what, what are we? Who are we? What are we? We're people trying to connect to Yiddishkeit, trying to connect to Hashem, trying to connect to Tefillin and Tehran, all, and all, that, all of Yiddishkeit, that's, what, that's who we are and what we are. And you watch people with beautiful, you watch a Shia around that there's love in the room. It can't work. That youngster walks into a Shia room and there's a lecture. The lecture could be brilliant, it could be stupid or anything in between. It can't work. He knows it. He's, sitting, he's not, nothing, he had, nothing's resonating, nothing's connecting to him. It's not hitting deep. And the only way out of the, of, the, of the struggles of our generation is something hits deep. Something hits real. That's why I beg the guys, wherever you learn next year, entire, you're learning a Tysus, get a svara, a logic that you believe. Anybody could say anything to you. If it doesn't feel right, don't take it. Stick with the kasha. Kashas that feel right are better than answers that don't feel right. It should feel right. It should fit. Now you have to work and don't quickly study, pound, figure out what was said and then ask you if it fits you. If it doesn't fit you, there was a generation, everything's generational. The earlier generation, if you dated and it just didn't feel right, so you were told just marry her anyway. That was supposed to be in the previous generation. And a guy asked me last night, I'm dating a girl, she's pretty, she's this, she's that. She's, I don't feel like she's my wife. Drop her. Drop her. They'll say, I don't get it. She doesn't, she's not your wife. You don't feel it. Drop her. 
Trust your keshkas. That's all we have. If we have our keshkas, we could stop looking at things. We'll start having Shabbos Kaddish fully because we have something, because we connect it to something. Trust your keshkas. We're not, we can't be a robotic generation that's ended. That line will get, it's not clicking, get a new clicker, don't get a new clicker. Trust your gut and drop her. Your gut, how does it feel? Is it connecting? Is it, is it, that's, the, that's, we, that's what Hashem led us here. We have no choice. It's not, it's not a show. We've been led somewhere. And, and, and we're watching it unfold in front of us. We watch. I watch Remendi Katz sit here. He's a hero. Watch him learn the guys. Watch his it's, it's interesting. Guy, is he a Rebbe here? Not a Rebbe. None of, I don't know. People have asked me, the halach is a Rebbe. Should a Rebbe play ball? Tell me them. A Rebbe shouldn't. A guy in high school as a kid, play ball with the guy. What, what are you dining up? You're not supposed to. doesn't say, I say, tell me them. When he makes a Rebbe, he'll kick you out of the game. Yes, yes, no, no. You connect. You relate and connect. Don't decide what you are. You, 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 you're, you're, you're making Talmidim. We're not Maimed. Hamidu Talmidim Harbi. There's such an Indian to be Machsik Talmidim and encourage when somebody's Aseilu Kharav. But to reach out and connect and understand and relate. I watch Mendy Katz. I watch what happens by his table. The Meshecha, the guy, all the people that you could just spend a day watching that. I mean, I'm, we're here the last day to thank the guys. I've watched Shui Leifer. I've watched his process in Yeshiva. It's, I'm going to ask nobody speaking today. We're going to, different, I'm going to ask different Rebbeim to emote. The only speaker is going to be Rev. Joey Rosenfeld. He's somebody, it's the last day. I wouldn't bring that maybe a few people on planet Earth, I would let, I would let, I beg to come, I begged him to come, because everything I'm talking, he's a face of this revolution, he's part of this, he's part of what I'm describing, I'm, ask a Rebbe, don't speak, just a moat, no speeches the last day, give your thank yous, give your whatever you want to do, I, I'm gonna, we're going to go around to Rebbe, and do whatever you want, you want to speak, tough luck on Kalish, but my emoting is asking you not to speak, but you can speak, I want to introduce Rai Shapiro. I want, it, I want Rai Shapiro to share, to watch each, each part, that magic in that room, the chevra around him. They're, they're locking minds. Honestly, anybody seen Josh Ribstein? He's one of the heroes of the yeshiva. You watch the process of somebody sitting in an honest space medrash and then watch him dive and watch him by yeshir today, absorb. Watch him in the base medrash. Somebody who's, who, who who's, has a powerful mind and is absorbing. Things are seeping in the mind and past the mind. Rabbi Nachman switched the stories because he wanted to connect to the whole body. And that things, the mind's it's a beautiful place. The mind's the most important place. But there's a full body experience. And I watched Josh. I watched that whole chever sit by Ray Shapiro. There's a, that whole crew sitting there. And what happens... So let's ask Ray Shapiro to say hello, to, say, to speak to the family. I guess I'll just say, um,
I guess I'll just share quickly a feeling. Something I've been thinking of a lot, and I've been um, sharing it with a lot of people. And um, it's, a, it's a very, very tough balance when you're in a place like this, which is all about MS, which is all about truth. That's what I would call this, this yeshiva. This yeshiva is a place of MS. And this year, my theme, I've been speaking about it with the guys, but it's really a theme within myself, is how much, as a Rebbe, you're supposed to let your guard down how vulnerable you're supposed to be, how honest you're supposed to be, not with yourself, of course with yourself you have to be, but with Talmidim. And I was telling the guys this, I've been telling the guys this all year probably, they've been hearing this from me, this concept. I said, I'm going to write a Gadol book of my Gadol stories, all the controversial things, like I told them about one certain Talmud Chacham, who said, I told him, this is, this is, to me, this is my Gadol book. I'm going to write the book. It's going to be put in Cherem. It's going to be, but this is my Gadol book. When it's, uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> we were thousands of dollars. That one Tom Chachem I look up to very much. Before I heard the story, I look up to him very, very much. I don't know the whole, I don't know all the details of the story. Don't ask me halachically. Don't ask. I don't know. I love this story. I know the story because his shamus was someone who was a brother of my Rebbe, of Sunshine. Rebbe Sunshine's brother was the shamus for this, this Talmud Chacham. At one point he called him and he was schmoozing with him, with, with the, the shamish, the one, the one who helped him out. And he wasn't such a schmoozer. The Talmud Chacham was not a schmoozer. He said, why is Rebbe calling me now? It's like, why are you calling me? It was, it was a very awkward conversation. So he said... It's Thursday, long tachanun. Leichter doesn't like long tachanun. Leichter is Rav Leichter is a big tamachacham married to Israel. That's a gadol story. Agree with it? Don't agree with it? Halachically, not halachically? I don't know. That's a gadol story. That someone with a frock could say, "I don't like long tachanun." Which very possibly, he's saying what others with frocks feel, but don't say. Where others will be, uh, is, a, is, a, is an opportunity, it's an opportunity, it's a, we, should, we should love it. When you hear the last second you didn't know Tachanun was going to be canceled, you don't feel the Simcha? <laughs> if, if, if. Let me shut this up. <laughs> if, if there was a million dollars waiting for you at davening, you also wouldn't go to davening with Moris Rizas? You also wouldn't? It's bothersome to me. And I, and, and I don't know the line. I don't. I've been working on the line. I've been working on it a lot. And I understand that there is a concept of a Rebbe... I know there are chazals that Rebbe should be like a malach Hashem Tzvakos. He should be like a malach. And there are yeshivas who held this beshita, even if you're not holding there. And my yeshiva, my yeshiva I look, to, I look up to very much. It's my Rebbe. 
and he won't eat in front of Talmidim. He doesn't eat, except for it's, if it's a Suda Smitzvah, if not, he doesn't eat. That's what they call it, Berlin. That's, that's, a Chaim, that's, that's what they do. It's a very hard line, and I, and I don't know the answer. I'm talking, I spoke about it a few months ago with Yaakov. That's when I first was inspired by it. I was going wild. He just looked at me and said, are you totally sold on this? Like he was, he was very, as he said, he said that. He said, are you totally sold on this? He saw that I was like fresh. I was like, I was, I don't know the line, but I know that those things inspire me. And I know as a Rebbe, sometimes as I've been working on accepting my own imperfections, that I work on accepting the imperfections also of other people and also of my Rebbeim. To be able to say, there's something that not just I don't like, we don't have to say it kosher. Not just he's a different shita. Something I don't. I have my rebbeim. I have a rebbe. I, I, I have more than one rebbeim. Some things I hold. He's right. I don't like th- certain things that he does. Certain things my rebbe does. I don't like what he does. And I used to have to say it in a kosher way to myself. Like it's a different shita. Here's his shita. No, no. I don't like things wrong. I, I think certain things I don't. I don't like it. I don't think, I think it makes people feel bad. So I say. I, t- I tell myself, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to try not to do that with my talmidim. But he's still my rebbe. He's not puzzle. He's not puzzle. I don't understand why Rav Amram Chasida, when he took a ladder to go, to go, whatever he was going to do, go look at women in the attic, or women staying in his attic, he lifted up a big ladder, he started screaming that there's a fire in his house, and everyone came. And it's not like what I would, I would have jumped off the ladder and be like, oh, I, I thought there was a, I would have probably lit a fire in myself, a little fire and blew it out. Like, I thought it was going to, no, really, I, let's, let's, that's what I would have done. There's no fire, no bad. I, I thought there was. I thought it was going to spread. I didn't know. He stayed on the ladder. They hopped what he was doing. They all saw. It. They all came. They're like, what? they said, "You're an embarrassment to us." Why didn't he become not a, a ton anymore? Why was he puzzled? Isn't that a kasha on, on the good Like, what, why is he sultana? Why wasn't? Oh, I thought we were wrong. Nowadays, if that would happen, Daniel Rishiva would say, okay, I thought we were wrong. We'd be all over Yeshiva World News, and everyone would be, I, thought we, guess we were, I guess we were wrong. I mean, that's, I guess we were wrong. We thought he was a guzzle. Guess not. I know there are deep meanings to the Gemara, but, but, but on a superficial level, he wasn't not a, a Tan anymore. He was still known as a Kadosh Vitar. Because that's, that's what I see in that Gemara. One of my favorite Gedolim stories of Novominsk Rebbe. I, I, I have a friend who is a Talmud of Novominsk, and the Novominsk Rebbe was eating a jelly donut in public. My Talmudim know this. I've said it over many, many times. Morty probably heard it. He probably knows exactly how many times I said it. And he's eating a jelly donut, and some and someone tied it on him. Rebbe, jelly donuts. He said, "I can't." This is his line. I can't do something I would do in my own home just because I'm in public. That's a guddle. To me, that's a guddle. That's a guddle story. What that means, I think what that means, obviously doesn't mean if, if, if you know, if I walk around my undershirt, I'm going to do it in public. That's not what he meant. He meant there are certain things that make you on a lower level, not halachic, not halachic. Halachic also. But we, we, we do have errors too. There are errors also. But there are certain things that make you less. It's like it's almost like we know the perfect thing to say at every moment, and we and we have to say that. We have to say we know we know the perfect thing to say to make ourselves on the highest of levels. 
And we almost have to say that. I, for myself, I'm not saying we, for myself. I feel like I have to say that. I feel like when, 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 when the Rav says the Rabbeim have no toes, and I'm thinking, I think I have bigger toes than any Rebbe in the world. I really do. Someone leaves my shear, goes to Rabbi Zone, I get very, yes, I know Rabbi Zone's cooler, and I get, and I get very, yeah, sorry, I get jealous. He, he's the man. He's the goat, and, and, and they're leaving my share. I, and especially when I'm saying bad. I'm, I'm not saying well. I know I'm like stuttering. And, and you know, guys you know, got up and they walked right, you know. That's why I switched to the annex. So the, 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 and, and, you know, and as a Rebbe, you're not, you're not, you can't say that. Hashem, you're learning. Hashem, you're learning, Tyrant. Me, him, who cares? <laughs> no. Anyway, that's, that's something that I've been thinking about. Again, I don't know, I don't know exactly the line, but I know me personally, I look at, I look up to more those Rebbeim, those Gedolim, those Tamim who are able to to lower them, to say things that lower, that could potentially, you know, I, I always say, we always speak about this with the guys, when it comes to vulnerability, even being vulnerable, we know what to say that will make us look greater. You know what I'm saying? We know what to say. You know, I used to watch it when guys used to come out of a, uh, out of a Kiva seminar, they used to embarrass themselves. Are you embarrassing yourself? Or are you doing things where people say, wow, he doesn't care what anyone thinks. You didn't embarrass yourself, you made yourself higher because... He doesn't care what anyone thinks. Try and do something that actually will will make you lower in other people's eyes. No one will ever do that. No one will do that. Try and say something, be vulnerable, that'll actually make you... Not, I don't mean for the sake... Uh, let, let, me just, let me just be clear. Before I finish, I just want to be clear. I don't mean for the sake of just being vulnerable. That's not what I mean. But what I mean is... I fi- I, sometimes I feel that... I know me as a Rebbe, and I don't, I, I'm sure I'm speaking for others as well that it's almost too much playing a part and when you feel too stifled by that then sometimes you have to let your guard down even if it will make you lose fans you know in general you know Tamidim whatever it is it will make you lose people will actually lose respect for you if you say if you say certain things if you don't act for if you don't and I feel like not just for the sake of being vulnerable do it but I'm saying to do it for the sake of, of being more authentic, being more you. And I think there's something, and, you know, and, and, if, and yeah, and if, if you'll lose Hamidim because of that, because you're not, because, yeah, I, I'm sorry, I, I, I um, I'm trying to think of an example, you know, there are many examples of this, then then so be it. I think the Nova Minsker was saying that, yeah, I'm a, I'm, a je- I'm a jelly donut eating Rebbe, and if you don't like a jelly donut eating Rebbe, then don't be my chassid. I think that's what he meant when he said it. And there's something very, very, beautiful to me about that. There's something very beautiful that to not always say the perfect thing. Always say the perfect thing. I have a, I have a, Reb, I have a friend who's, who's, you know, he's a Rav now. He's, he, we're, we're friends. I say these things, but like, he's, he, every, he's always saying the perfect thing. And I always have, yeah, like, get like, he hurt himself. Like every, and, and I always yell, I'm like, you don't have to say the perfect thing. You're not the Chazanish. You're just not. We're, we're not. You know, we're, we're not holding there. It's okay to not say like, to say things that, you know, and I feel like sometimes, and I have a tell me them, I try and tell the guys, like, they'll, they'll tie on me. They need the perfect Rebbe. I'll, I'll have tell me them, I'll say, you know the ones who say, and I used to be like this, I used to be like this, and I had to stop myself. Rebbe, you know what this Gemara is? I don't know. 
Oh, okay, he's just trying to be, he's trying to be humble. That's not healthy. No, Rebbe doesn't know where the Gemara is. You don't have to make the Rebbe into someone who really knows Shas, but he's trying to be humble. Okay, so that, that's what you need, but I don't think it's a healthy thing. I don't think it's healthy. I think it's, you know, when, 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 um, when someone told me that, uh, you know, we have to be able to live a little bit, be able to be happy living as hypocrites. That's, 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 that's what I have to say. To live as hypocrites, to live, to live hypocritical, to be able to come in and if the Rebbe says, oh, how you doing Rebbe? You're actually, I had a tough day. My kids are really annoying me today. <laughs> but you just taught us yesterday that everything's been a shamayim. And, 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 no, I know. I'm telling you how I feel, not the chazal. There's a difference. You're, you're, you're you know, the, the other day. Forgive me for saying this, please. I, I, I'll, I'll scoop the ice cream every week, Ribiets. I'll scoop the ice cream. But someone told me the other day. He said, "You're gonna miss. You're gonna, you know." I, I, I should I say this? I, fine, I'll say it. Now we're doing this anyway. Listen, let me just let up. I wasn't coming last Shabbos, so he said, "Oh, oh, and the ice cream scoop. You're gonna, we're gonna miss you too." He's like, "Well, that's the one. That, that maybe I'm not gonna miss." He looked like he was about to faint. He's like, "You don't enjoy doing the chesed? Don't do that. That's not okay. That's, that's not okay." And I said, "I said no." <laughs> Oyes, Rebbe, you are no longer my red puzzle. I'm sorry, yeah, that one, I'm not, yeah, sorry. We have to be able to be comfortable with who we are, with what we are, and it'll help us grow as people. I, I, I'm done, and I'll, I'll end off with one line that they say, that I heard from my Rebbe from the Altar of Kelm, that the Altar of Kelm used to say, I didn't see this inside, he used to say that he understands Torah better from his Rebbe, Rebbe Stral, because he's able to live as a hypocrite, meaning if you're able to take in, this, I, didn't, I don't know the Lushan inside, I did, never saw this inside. It's in the Kisve Saba Mikalm. Rabbi Sunshine says this over a lot, so I don't know the Lushan exactly how he said hypocrite, I don't know. This is the way, at least the way my Rebbe understood it, that if we don't, if we're not able to accept that we know things and we act a different way, we know things and we feel a different way, then when we take in information, we can't live, we, if we feel that sheker, then we'll push out the information right away. We won't fully internalize it. He said, I'm able to take in the information and tell myself, okay, I'm going to take this information and I'm not going to live like that. You know why? Because I'm human. That's where I'm, that's cause, or because that's just where I am. That's where I am. And because I was able to do that, I was able to take in Rabbi Yisrael's words and I was able to understand what he said much more than any of his, his other Talmudim. It's all Dr. Kalm said. So, I guess we should be zocha to be, um, be, be comfortable being hypocritical, being comfortable understanding that we have different parts of ourselves, and that is okay. We have, we have the parts that are, that are thinking about good things, we have the parts that are thinking about bad things. And we shouldn't be embarrassed to be vulnerable, even if it'll make us li- really, really lower in other people's eyes. We should live like Rav Amram Chasida, that is... Everything is between you and you, and you and Hashem. And it doesn't matter how we look in other people's eyes. We should be zochah to be able to have that true, true, true authenticity. Not just the authenticity that makes us look better. The authenticity that even makes us look lower. We should be zochah to, to, to be able to live that.
Bein Afrakim will sing something. Chaim is here also, not to, not to have a Varmanigan would be bizarre. So I thank Rashi, we will sing something. We'll hear after, lunch obviously is 2, 3, 4 o'clock-ish. So let, we're staying, we're staying. Anybody has to leave, babysitters, whatever you have, mother-in-law issues, you're invited. We're here. <laughs> the, the, what we'll do is we'll sing a song. We'll hear from, we'll hear, we'll hear. Rav Joey is here, somebody who will share with the Chevra a lot of what the yeshiva is about. I can't, I, I'm not an expert on the conversation, Rabbi Shapiro said honesty, but the things I've heard makes me want you to hear him and I want to hear him. We'll hear from Rabbi Joey for about 20 minutes and then we'll continue with the Rebbeim. I'd like to hear Rabbi Snicky, Rabbi Zone, we'll see. I don't know, I didn't speak the, the schedule. I, I saw that face, Rabbi Zone, was that? Speak now before the song. Could, am I allowed to throw a curve? We said to yes. sing a song. Rizon has to go. L- let's hear from Rizon first. graduation and he just turned five <laughs> now it's funny one of the one of the guys was saying like as oh, I think he was saying as uh, maybe ribbing a guy that he's here you know, this year's his third graduation in our yeshiva in certain ways I mean there's probably no greater shvach that a guy saw that he would benefit from being in yeshiva for another year and then another year in spite of what everybody was saying and that he was graduating for the third time <coughs> Just a quick rebuttal to Rabbi Shapiro's incredible humility. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure that, I don't know if you've ever had a remote in my share, but my share, myself and my share have joined Rabbi Shapiro's share many, many times uh, to enjoy the, the hack and uh, the conversation. Josh, Josh Ripstein and I, we've gotten into it. We have, I, I enjoy going to his share. Uh, like the term goat gets thrown around a lot. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, we'll have to I think I think greatest of all time, you know, maybe have to share it <laughs> share it amongst a lot of different people. But you know, my, my general feeling about about this year I think and, and the tenth grade in in particular I speak to parents uh, all the time, preaching patience. I'm always blown away by the guys when they start to like understand you know, what, what I mean. And when, we're, when we talk about just subtle growth and letting things play out. But I had a very similar feeling to what Rabbi Shapiro was just describing. I saw it recently in the run that we did on Sunday, the fishing trip that we did on Tuesday. Yesterday in Shir, we discussed, I was asking the guys, like, why do you think, like, the chill was so, like, perfect? You know, what, what happened there? Like, how does, how, does, how does that happen? I promise you, it's not, it's not me and it's not any one guy in particular. 
you look at the running chat that we have, you could ask Shiragi, look at the running chat that we have. You know, there's nobody on that chat that could be comfortable. Like, like this is my chat. We have ninth graders, 10th graders, 11th graders, 12th graders, alumni. We have parents on the chat. Ari Weiss is on the chat. We have Coach Kai, uh, Coach Kai. Coach Kai on the chat. Uh, you know, we have uh, dorm counselors. And everybody, everybody looks, you, you can't like feel like this is, this is my chat. Because you look at the next guy, I don't belong here, you don't belong here. Like, we're all just, we're all just sharing. And, 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 and like, so, so I think unsophisticated, you'd say, okay, we're all working towards a run. We're all pushing ourselves and there's some sense of accomplishment in that. But I think there's a deeper level. You know, Avi Richter took a picture. He took a lot of pictures. I happen to, he's my guy, obviously. And I mean, he's all of our guys. His, his can, what he calls his candid pictures are incredible. He likes to catch, catch things from a different age. Very few, like you ask him, okay, can we take a picture? You put your arm around the guy. That's not what he's looking for. He's looking for from behind, from across. When you're not looking, he caught some incredible pictures from the fishing trip when we first pulled out those hats. There's like, <coughs> you see like everybody's reactions. It's, it's amazing what he does. He caught a seagull mid-scream. I don't know if everyone saw the, the pictures, but he had a picture of an 80-year-old man crossing the finish line that he put on, on the... Uh, you know, at the run, we had so many different people, like I said, from across Yeshiva, 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th, 13th, dorm counselors, everybody. There, there was a certain commonality that was, like, very, very refreshing to the guys. Like, and, and just everybody being very, very real. Everyone trying, obviously, the run itself is a certain sense of accomplishment. Shimon Friedman came to take pictures. He brought his parents, and they both ran. Yossi Yudin's father came to, came to cheer up. Shapiro came to cheer his two sons, A, and, and his Talmudim, B. Just, 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 just an unbelievable, like, everybody was there sharing the same, the, the same exact, like, moment, exactly the same. The idea that, that a 17-year-old is allowed to make, make mistakes, and a 20-year-old can make mistakes, and as a 30-year-old, in, in my 30s, I, I also would like to be able to make mistakes. The message of we are all human, we're all in the same place, the commonality of, 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 of someone in his 80s crossing the finish line and someone who's 15 crossing the finish line, we're all, we could all enjoy the same thing in a real way there's something very refreshing about that, and unspoken, it's, it's, it's just, I think that's what everybody was like, was feeling there. It just wasn't just the accomplishment of the race, it was just the, the excitement of like, we could all enjoy something the same. You know, you sit down at a table and nobody's thinking twice, eating, like eating ice cream together, everybody, everybody enjoying it the same way. It's refreshing, it's not just that we're all sitting around, it's that we're all in different stages and that we're all, we're all appreciating the same thing. We saw the same thing on the fishing trip also, you know, and that's something that it's one of the reasons why I, I give share in the base medrash. We have a lot of different people, dorm counselors come, it gives credibility to the shear. Um, older guys, guys from my previous years. There's a certain again a commonality that we're not just the tenth grade in a classroom somewhere, but we're all we're all one big yeshiva. I know Rabbi Kalish has painted this picture of the Rebbeim's meetings. I think if you speak to any of the Rebbeim, they'll tell you, you know, they make fun of me because I prolong the meetings, not because I hock, you know, for the 10th grade. And I don't really, you know, I don't, you know, 
I just ask, you know, why not the 10th grade in certain situations? <laughs> I think, because I think there's a certain, you know, there's a certain, because the 10th grade in many ways is no different than the 12th grade and is no different than, than the Rebbeim. You know, we're all human beings trying to grow. And when a guy gets that message and really hears it and understands, you know, he, it, it allows him to take a step back and just, you know, really nothing that I do will change the way you think of me. Like, you know, if you knew the things that I did, I, I hope it wouldn't change the way that you thought about me. You know, we're all, we all have a common goal. We're, try, we're trying to grow, and we could all do that together. Watching certain guys, I wish they were here. You know, just watching certain guys, like, really go from, from just, just they, or from where they first get here, shifty, hard to make eye contact, and just, just feeling like a human being again. Really, really, it's it's just incredible to watch. And you, when you, when you send that message again, of just you know, a lot of tenth graders at the end of the year say, "Rabbi, you know, I really didn't grow. I could have done so much more." And you, you almost, and I, I honestly, sometimes I, I laugh out loud. You know, it's just not not to be hurtful, but it's a joke. You know, sometimes growth could be very, very subtle. We preach slow and steady wins the race. You know, and that's what we're gonna do. You know, I always tell parents, if your son came in tomorrow. The white shirt, black pants, sits us out, tcheles, you know, would you be more nervous now? <laughs> or, or would you, more, you know, would you more more nervous then, or, you, you know, than you are now? You know, most parents, after a pause, say, like, you know, you're right, <laughs> I'd be very nervous then, you know, so. We are who we say we are, slow and steady. I'm blown away by the guys, you know, Rafi Guberman, like, just gets it, you know, he gets it, you know, he's goes on Chaim Shavkin and just just guys, guys. <laughs> name my whole share you know but but honestly every everybody just just starting to understand you know that we're at the beginning of the process and we're all in many ways just just getting started um, and we all want the same leeway for ourselves that we that we give to others um, I just want to say uh, just a quick thank you honestly Many people don't know that Rabbi Russ has a second table. <laughs> There's a second Rabbi Russ table that's in Blue Ridge. And uh, I joke in, in certain ways that when Rabbi Kalish is here for Shabbos, and Shabbosim are very hard for me recently because I used to come to Yeshiva much more often. And sometimes I end up in Blue I mean, now I'm in Blue Ridge, which is a beautiful community, but I always, a lot of times, think that I could be here. And... You know, Rabbi Russ, when Rabbi Kalish is not around, I, you know, after davening, I always say, like, this is, I sit down at his table, like, we're doing our, you know, our, you know he's going to give, you know, what Rabbi Kalish normally does in Blue Ridge after davening. You know, I, I really, I feel the love there. I, I've, I've utilized that table. It's, it's helped me a lot. I also stare at Rabbi Russ's table all day. It's, it's right there in front of me. And I, I, like I said, he has a he has a second table, you know, in Blue Ridge that that most people don't know about. I'm not the only one who sits there. There are other people there. I don't know if they like think of it in the same way, but <coughs> I think we all benefit from from Rabbi Ross and just from from all the rebbeim. As Rabbi Shapiro just described, we're, we're very, I think, we're very human. We don't hide that. We're able to be very 
straight here and normal and vulnerable and we preach patience so we're allowed to also take you know ask that patience of from other people I want to thank the guys I want to thank their obey I know it's not a thank you but I, I just I've benefited a lot from, from from the support that I've gotten this year and some of it's subtle some of it people don't even realize I get a lot of strength from the guys themselves also I just want to say thank you I want to welcome Rev. Aryeh here and thank Rev. Aryeh for all he is and means to me. The song, the song we'll sing, instead of saying Tillim, we're davening, the Tfilis, you daven whatever you want, but we're being misfollowed that Raizon and his family are back in Yeshiva. That we get them Shabbos is back in Yeshiva. Instead of a capital Tillum, we'll sing our song, Are You If You Start Hashem Ali Rachman. The low part again. Hashem.
close friend, Chaim, Oliver, Tuschevra, who are all... Waterbury is a nucleus, and there are concentric circles that remain connected to the nucleus of Waterbury, and it becomes a sense... Right now, I have, I have far too many thoughts going on in my mind to try and say something coherent, so I'm going to speak from the heart, because first, meeting, meeting the Rosh Hashiva, I came here, you know, I came here with Arya's help as a student. My, my wife and I are students of the Rosh Hashiva, we listen to two shirim and, and things have changed from there on. And so it's a big schluss for me to be here. But more than anything, and what I'm picking up from the secret of a Rebbe being imperfect is, is expressed in Chazal. It's Talmida Yotamikulam. A Rebbe is revealed to be a Talmud when they realize that the Talmidim are Rebbeim to them. And that helps a Rebbe come to a place of realizing, oh my goodness, I thought I knew something, I know absolutely nothing. So that's already built into the very fabric of how Chazal saw their role. That Talmida Yotamikulam. The Talmidim here are the Chiddush, are the Nase, are the Iker, are the Tachlis. Anybody else who comes to be Metapel, to create the space, to pave the space, to build the space, to expand the space, are all secondary to the Ormufla Remala of the Talmidim of Waterbury Yeshiva and the Bechina of to be a Talmud of Waterbury Yeshiva. Because there are many, many people who don't know yet that they're a Talmud of Waterbury Yeshiva and who are unwilling to accept the notion that it's a generation of Waterbury Yeshiva. And part of what the Mahalach here is, is simply an aura of redemption. Because redemption is coming to expand the Torah. To expand the Torah. But on the other hand, how do we expand the Torah that can't be changed? The Torah is always going to be the same thing. So you expand the space in which the Torah can speak. There were areas in many generations where the Torah didn't speak there. It didn't shtim, it was outside of the camp. And then slowly but surely, as we extend the boundaries of the Torah to reveal that even here, Rabbanu Shalalem, even here, even in a heart as far as mine and a head as far as mine, you're here also. And I'm part of the Torah. And I'm not going to step out of the circle because I'm forcing you, Hashem, to reveal just how powerful your Torah is. A space of Waterbury is an Indian, is an Indian of expanding the palace of Torah, revealing that the Torah can speak everywhere. And it takes a Heilig and a Shama. It takes a very Heilig and a Shama 
one that we chose, but we don't remember we chose. It was a swear that we forgot and we have to be reminded immediately as the Balatanya came to tell us. You swore something important. You're going to be a tzaddik. This whole world is going to tell you the opposite, but please remember your shvuah. Each and every neshama that is a waterberry aspect of a neshama, which is the entire generation, mm-hmm. it's a neshama that decided, Hashem, I'm going to come down at this time in history where it appears that the Torah cannot speak here and I'm going to extend it for you. I'm going to reveal that you're here also. So what's the prerequisite? What's the prerequisite to be a Talmud of Waterbury? What's the prerequisite to be somebody who has an inner ear enough to listen to the Ormufla Ramala that's coming from a place like this? So it's an Or of Shabbos. It's an Or of Shabbos. Come to realize that Shabbos is the only possible way for a person to survive. But what do Chazal tell us about Shabbos? So Chazal have a very strange and special statement. They say that Hashem created the six days of the week. And every day had a bas zug. Every day had its partner. Every day felt that they had a place. There was a conversation. I'm part of the system. I'm part of the story. Sunday has Friday. Monday has Thursday. Tuesday has Wednesday. And everyone's okay. Everybody, no matter what they're going through, they have, you know, uniformity, symmetry. They're part of a system. I have somebody else to make me feel good. Then comes Shabbos. And Shabbos comes Bitsar to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And it says, Rabbi Nishleilam, it's not fair. In the Bas Zug, I don't have a partner. I'm alone here. I don't have a partner. There's nobody for me to align myself with. I'm chutz menatchum. There's no symmetry here. I'm broken. There's nothing to, to help me. And so Hashem says, Ah, Shabbos, you're not alone. You have Klal Yisrael. You have Klal Yisrael. Klal Yisrael is going to be your Bas Zug. That's going to be your partner. Which means to say that in order to come onto the place of Shabbos, First, we have to feel that in la basug, that a person has to feel that there's something a little bit askance here. I'm, I, I, it's not working in the other way. It's not work, the other way is not working for me. I can be told a million times over how the other way should work, why it's not working, why it's not my fault it's not working. But in the end of the day, it's not working. There's no basug. And that hisoyrus that comes from the feeling of, it's not fair, Rabbanishlailam. You can't leave me alone like this. I can't do it alone. So then, HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives the zivug between Shabbos and Klal Yisrael. Unless we feel that we didn't have a place, we're not going to be able to find a place like Waterbury, which is an ear miklat. An ear miklat is a place that a person runs to when they realize that I am being chased in this world. We're all chased. Everybody is chased. Chased by our own thoughts, our imaginings, our resentments, real things, real events, non-real events, everything. A yid is chased in this world. That's what it means to be outside of Gan Eden. To be born with a sense of being chased. And there were certain neshamas that said, you know, Hashem, everyone else might be tolerating this in their own way, but I can't do this anymore. I can't be chased anymore. Because I'm going to stop running in a second. I'm going to stop running. I'm going to let it capture me. It's not fair. Why should I be like this? So Hashem says, oh, your mikla. You've given me the kasha to give the terrets of an ear mikla. That tefillah of the kasha of I can't run anymore is where the ear mikla comes from. And what's an ear miklat? An ear miklat is where a person knows they're chased, knows the outside of the world, might still feel like I'm being chased, but it's a place where I can sit. I can sit connected to the Kohen Gadol, to Tzadikim, to Rebbeim. Every Rebbe is just a shlav of his kashras to, to all of the Tzadikim who have ever lived, in this generation and the next generation, up to and including Moshe Rabbeinu. That you have your Kohen Gadol there, you have your Rebbe who is who's goyla with you, we know that if you're goyla, you have to have the circumstances that allow you to live. And one of those circumstances is a person's rebbe. A person can't live without their rebbe. 
And it's a special type of Rebbe, who knows, you know, I'm going to go into that ear Miklat as well. And in the ear Miklat, we feel okay. We're given permission to feel okay. Zakta Svasemes, Vasamti Lchamakom. Samti Lchamakom, I'm going to give you a place. But the prerequisite to this place is the feeling of not having a place. That for those who feel that they have a place, there is no ear Miklat. The ear Miklat is not a real place. The prerequisite for accessing an ear miklat is the hargasha that there ain't makom. There's no place. And then in the lashon of the svasemes, the hilga svasemes, it's that it's a makom she'en a makom. It's a place that's not a place. It's a place for the placeless. And that's the place where Hashem wants to reveal His glory. That's the halal. That's what Hashem, that's what this world is. What we're doing here is we're drawing Hashem down into the places that felt far from Him. And we're coming out with the recognition that, you're here also. Why are you here also? Because I'm stubborn enough to make you here. I'm not budging anymore. I'm not running anymore. I'm going to reveal you in my own way. As the Talmud came to Rav Yisrael Salanter and said, if only I had that head, that heart, and those legs. And Rav Yisrael Salanter said, no, your head, your heart, and your legs. You, 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 only you. It's your world, it's you. Each and every person in this room, myself included, is the center of the universe. So you're all periphery in my world, but at the same point, I'm periphery in everybody else's world. Each and every person, exactly as you are. With the chesronos, with the shleimus. The deepest akara that Kabbalah, Pnimiya, Satora, anything can teach us is that we're mechusser, we lack. No matter how much we try, we lack. Not because we're broken, not because we screwed up, not because somebody messed something up, but because that's how Hashem created us. Why? Because Hashem is the only thing that's perfect. And when we come to embrace our imperfection, that's where we connect to Hashem in the deepest way. And so the avoida of our generation, which is, again, you guys are doing it. Right? I'm, I'm like saying what the Avodah is. I'm just trying to put words to what you Yuchever are doing already. There's a Misa from the, from, the, from the Rebbe Rashab. The Rebbe Rashab says, the fifth Lubavitch Rebbe said, that Moshe Rabbeinu got a book of generations. And he was leafing through this book saying, okay, it makes sense that I got the Torah. It makes sense. I get it. I, I, I understand why I got the Torah. Came to Rabbi Akiva and he's like, really? Why not him? And then there was a bureau that Rabbi Kiva is really just Moshe in a different way. And so Moshe continued to feel that I deserve this. Until he came to the door of Ikvas of the Mashiach. And he saw the door of Ikvas of the Mashiach and he stuck his head in the sand and he said, there's absolutely no way that I can do what they're doing. There's just no way. There's no way. And when a person is Moshe Nefesh to grab hold of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, in that place where it feels like there's, there's nothing left but my utter urgency to grab hold of HaKadosh Baruch Hu and Shabbos in any way I can, at that point we're doing something that no generation prior to us could have ever imaginably done. We're accepting the fact that Hashem, I don't care how I find you. I, okay, I give up on going from the top to the bottom. I'm now operating from the bottom. I'm at the bottom. It's broken. It's been broken since the beginning. That's how you created it. Let me find you in the brokenness. And then I get to reveal that the brokenness is really the most beautiful thing because I find Shlemus there. I find Shlemus. Every Darga, graduation is a trip because it feels like the ceiling, yeah? But the most important teaching to come in contact with is that every ceiling in life is the floor of the next level. There is never a point in time where a person can say, Higati, I have arrived. We arrive when we realize that we will never fully arrive because our job here is the Yagiya and to find Tainug in it and to be Mukusher to the Ari Miklat in our lives, to our Yeshiva, to our Rebbeim, to the Tzadikim, to the Torah HaKadosha. There's a Maisa, I, I don't want to say the Mashpia's name because it's Mamish, this is one of my favorite Maisim in the world and I got to be Zoycha to it. It was, it was like five of us, it was a trip to Eretz Yisrael a few years ago and there was a Heilige Mashpia 
who at the time, his Indian was to hit vapes. Now, we're not talking like jewel vapes. I, I worked in a rehab in St. Louis for 10 years with, with individuals recovering from methamphetamine and other substances. Vape culture is a real thing. I'm talking like guitar amplifiers filled with like 20 beakers of different flavors. This is what this mashpia had. His, his gabayim had different vapes, like mahogany vapes ready for him, grape flavors. You saw in the videos, clouds of vape smoke. And this mashpia is mamish not mukusher to this world. And he's there talking about his pashtas, agashmias, overcoming the self, overcoming this world, all the while hitting a vape. Until someone with a little bit of chutzpah afterwards, we're all sitting there excited, you know, where we're at. And he's like, chod harav. You're talking about Ishpastas Agashmias. You're talking about the ability to overcome this world and all of its effects and attachments. But you're here hitting a vape all day. And this Mashviya's eyes open wide, mamish like a child, like a child, an innocent child, a helpless child. And he said, I don't know what to do. Do you have Eitzah for me? Do you have an Eitzah for me? Do you have an Eitzah? I need an Eitzah. I don't know how to stop this. And now when you see this, Mashviya is no longer hitting vapes in his video. But in that moment, what I came to recognize is that this is what, this is what a Rebbe is. This is what a Mashpia is. Someone who is able to acknowledge the fact that I can't. Every Tzaddik has a Tzaddik before them. Every Rebbe has a Rebbe before them. And when we come to recognize that I can't, I can't, in that place opens up the deepest secret in the world that within the I can't is the deepest possibility of I can. Rabbi Nachman says two things. Says Asur Lehityayish, you are not allowed to give up hope. You're not allowed. But to Asur something, right? As we all know, if it's Asurd, it means it's possible, which means I'm going to find a way to do it. So to forbid hopelessness is to say hopelessness is a reality, <coughs> but I'm just forbidden to do it. But then Rabbi Nachman comes along and says something different. He says, Ancient Yeish Boilum Klau. Hopelessness does not exist whatsoever. So which is it? Is Yeyush a possibility, but I'm not allowed? Or does Yeyush not exist? And the way the Sadiqim explain it is that first the person comes to the, the hypothesis of Yeyush. We're over the Isser of Yeyush. We're over the Isser. We sin, we fall into transgression, and I feel for a second hopelessness. In that place, the second svara of ancient Yeyush Ba'ilam Klal comes, and I realize in the place of hopelessness that hopelessness does not exist, and that's a bigger Chiddush than anything imaginable. To be a Yid who always lives with hope is, is not a Chiddush. To be a Yid who admits that the Emmas were all hopeless to a certain degree or not, people are, people are busy with protecting themselves from that feeling. But then there are those of us who can't escape from it anymore. What am I going to do? Pretend I'm not, I'm not feeling what I'm feeling? So the only option at that place, like the Rosh Hashiva was pointing out, is Mamish, show me another way. This is where you put me, Hashem. You put me here. You put me in this place of hopelessness and I'm going to find you. I'm going to draw down the Kav of Kivoy. I'm going to reveal the purity of a mikvah, of kivoy that can transform everything. This is a chiddush she'en kamo, the final frontier, is the hisoyrus of the lave, our hearts, our hearts, to wake ourselves up and to realize that lamanigara, why should I lose out? Why should I lose out? I missed Pesach Rishon. I can't escape Mitzrayim. I'm tamay, not with any other tumas, with misa, misa, death, loss, Absence, all of the feelings that you, each and every one of you could write the raps to and the songs to and the books about. The world, when they read the Talmudim of Waterbury, they're going to say, not, oh, you know, like what a, you know, a havamina that's necessary. They're going to say, how do they know what we're feeling? We've worked so hard to hide this feeling from everybody. How do they know? And this is the Torah Kaduma Me'it say the new Torah, a Torah of the Balei Tshuva that becomes Sadiqim. 
which is a higher darga on a certain level than a tzaddik. Every tzaddik is, every real tzaddik is always trying to become a little bit better, about tshuva. But what, what we're doing, what you're doing is mamish pile playim koidesh hakadashim and being megale rotsen ha'elyon in a way that was impossible. That was impossible prior to this, to this reality. And, and, and it takes a lifetime. It takes a lifetime for people to come to this recognition. You guys are tasked with the responsibility of being a light to people who are not ready to admit that things are broken because they don't believe that brokenness can be fixed. And those of us who have tasted brokenness in whatever degree we've had, we've admitted to it, we've said mercy, it's in that point that we teach other people, that we're messengers of the Rabbi Nishleilam. Look at me the wrong way, stigmatize me, you know, talk bad about me, say, ah, oh, it's just a lecha, it's a, a bidyeved, learn from me. I am here to show you that there is hope. That there is hope, that a person can stand up. This is Tachlis of the Torah. A person has no hasaga of Torah whatsoever unless you have stumbled upon it over and over. Ah, you have understanding, Chazal say, Bina miklaldata'a. Bina miklaldata'a. You understand? The implication that we can have is if you understand, you clearly made a mistake prior to that. The mistake, the kasha is, Rabbi Nachman says, kasha is Rosh Shema Hashem Koili Ekra. Every kasha in Tosvos. Every kasha in Pshat Gemara is also the kasha of Rabbeinu Shleilam. What the heck is going on here? Why is it so hard? And then we can learn to appreciate the kasha. Then we can learn to daven in the kasha. And then we can learn to find an answer in Tosos. But to be a, to be a, 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 a Balchuva, someone who is consistently searching for a new answer, a new answer to this baya. And we're expanding the palace of Torah. The Balatanya, and just with this nigun of, of Kel Malirachamim, is, uh, that's it. Rachamim Rabim. There's no other way. Hashem created the world so that people could have compassion on one another. So that Hashem could have compassion on us. Zakhtar of Yeruchim from Mir, he says, Hashem created a hospital. Hashem created a Beit Cholim. Created a hospital. Why? So that we can learn how to have compassion on one another. What's compassion? So Zakhtar Helega Balatani, in the name of his Rebbe, the Magad HaKadosh, says there's a strange Pasuk. Yaakov Asher Pada es Avraham. Yaakov who redeemed Avraham. Because Medrash says that Avram Avinu was saved from Kivshan Ha'esh through the future schus of Yaakov Avinu. So what does the Magid say? He says, how was Avram really saved? Avram's midah is chesed and ahava. Love. Natural flowing love. Natural connectivity. Natural life that moves smoothly along the roads where love is the most apparent thing in the world. A love that need not be fought for. But what happens when Ahava dies? What happens when Ahava falls down? What happens when the love shatters or it's not there or one person is incapable, they don't know how to love? So at that point, the only way to be me'oyer that Ahava, the only way to save Avram Avinu is through Yaakov. What's Yaakov's midah? Rachamim. Empathy, sympathy, compassion. The recognition of the shared human kernel of experience that each and every one of us is carrying around. That no matter what machlokas might emerge amongst individuals, at the core, we can both say at the end of the day, we're a ben adam and it's a shver space sometimes. It's a shver place. And in that moment when two yidin have compassion on one another, the Rabbi Shalalim is drawing down a new form of ahava, a second type of ahava. An Ahava that has survived all forms of sinna and pachad and yeyush, all of it. It's a, it's a, a demand for ahava. It's the recognition that Rabbi Nishleim, there's never been anything but Ahava. The Shorosh of the Tzimtzum is Ahava. The Shorosh of the Bria is Ahava. Mashiach is Ahava. Ahava, 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 Ahava Rabba. 
love, love of self, love of other, love of Torah, affirmation. Baruch Sha'amar Vahaya Oilam. We don't have another choice. We wake up in the morning without Baruch Sha'amar Vahaya Oilam to say, Rabbi Nishalim, whatever's going to happen, it's a good world, it's a good day, you did the right thing in creating this place, then we've already lost. Every moment is going to drag a person further down. But Baruch Sha'amar Vahaya Oilam, saying yes to the world in the morning, is affirming love. Hashem, you love me and that's why you put me here, and I love you and that's why I'm still talking to you, Hashem. I love you. Chazal tell us that all machlokas is rooted in, in Torah. Meaning, in truth, all of the separation, the division that we feel between ourselves, relationship with others, is all rooted in the separation at the heart of the Torah. And that the secret of Torah is that a person, even a father and a son, an av and a ben, can fight each other, can break each other down. But in the end, they're going to be na'asa ahuvim zalazeh. And the Gemara has a mashal that there were two mitzorarim, two individuals who were pushed out of the camp because they were tummeh. At v'hav besofa, one person named At and one person named Hav, and they were separate. They were separate, they were wandering. But At v'hav besofa means that in the end of the day, these two, At and Hav, are going to have a connection. Zak tehele gagora, what's At v'hav? When you connect those two words, it's v'havta. V'havta, the goal is to reveal a deeper kind of love, a love that can survive separation. A second love that takes into consideration that just like it's not my fault, it's not your fault. And I forgive, I make space. The more we make space for those who don't understand the secret of what's happening here, the more they will slowly but surely be ready to be vulnerable enough to begin to accept what's happening here. Because they're the ones who need the medicine. This is the source of the medicine. This is the source of the medicine. Where does the medicine come from? It comes from the Makkah itself. Chazal tell us, from the, as, as Matis Yo made very popular. And in only a way that he was able to. Is that from the forest itself comes a handle for the axe. Mineyu Avenagre. The thing that cuts down the prevention comes from the prevention itself. I sweeten the bitter waters through the bitter waters themselves. This is a place of Rafua Rachamim Rabim Toira Nifla'a Me'iti Titse. It's a Kodesh HaKadashim, it's in your Miklat, it's a Chelek of Eretz Yisrael. And our job is to continue to just be mispashate this or further and further until everybody is ready to accept the fact that I need to do tshuva, I need to return to your Rabbanish And there's no other answer. Without Shabbos, I'm done. Ainli Basug, I'm alone. I don't have that connection. And that's the birth of his boididus, of being alone with Hashem. That's the birth of Sichas Chaverim, of talking to a friend as if this Chibur is the only thing I can survive with. To end with this Nakud, I apologize for rambling. <coughs> Rabbi Nassim of Nimrov quotes the Pasuk in Shir Hashirim, Hayoshevet Baganim Chaverim Makshivim. Hayoshevet Baganim, those who sit in the gardens, Chaverim Makshivim, friends listening. So Zakta Heilagar Rabbi Nassim in the name of the Zohar Kadosh. What's the language of Ganim? It means garden seemingly. But it's very close to another word. This is how the Zohar operates. It like breaks down what we thought and then reopens us up in a new way. And he says Ganim also comes along with the word Gnus. Something that's ugly, broken, despised, hurtful, it's, it's trodden down on. So Zakhtar Binasan, what is a friend? Hayoshevet baganim, hayoshevet bignusa da'alma. Those friends who sit together in the broke down palace of it all. In the shattered ruins of what we thought life was supposed to be like, and that's where friendship grows. That's where Yehuda finds the true secret of friendship. It was his friend who bought him his makel to prove that in truth, you know, to get him out of a sticky situation, that's friendship. And so everybody should be able to be zoicha, to take the hisairus of those spaces that we need to move out from 
And always remember that we perpetually have to move out of something. Halavai, the levels that we reach should be moving out of one moment's laziness, one moment's of struggle, and the struggle should be as minimal as possible, and we should be as healthy as we can possibly be. But never to forget the waterberry aspect of the Torah, which is the fundamental aspect of what's going to bring Torah's Mashiach down. That the kasha is not only as important as the teretz, but without the kasha there is no teretz. The tachlis of a teretz is to come to a new kasha. Until the only answer that can come, Ba Kadish Baruch Vishakat Lamalachamavas, the only answer is Rabbanishlaim. Everything else is 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 not real. And Ezra Sashem, I should be Zokha to, to come back a little bit with this with this space, with this thing. I'm Zokha to, to have a, a a relationship to it now. It's the it's the biggest schus I can imagine. But Bezra Sashem, everybody should graduate. When one when the final link in the chain goes up, every link in the chain goes up as well. So ninth gate is graduating to tenth, tenth to eleventh, and eleventh to twelfth. It's a graduation for everybody. The end, the beginning, it's you can't figure out if it's the end or beginning, train as its brakes on, whistle screaming, right? Bezra Sashem, we should be Zochet to taste Tamuru Uki Toiv Hashem to be Makashi to ourselves, to our Rebbeim, to the Tzadikim, to the Torah. We should be Zochet to Chuva Amitis and Ayin Ba'ayin. We should see eye one eye to the other. Gu'ula Shleim Bukarov Mamish Bemher Biyamenu. I want to tell the Chevra that Rev. Aryeh is giving us and giving us and giving us. Rev. Aryeh arranged that many of our Chevra, Avadim, my sons included Avadim, with Rev. Joey, I want the guys to join Vadim, to study Torah, to study ourselves, to the people I've asked is Waterbury Yeshiva, are you into therapy, psychology? It's everything, the Torah reaches every part of ourselves. And people who study Torah, there was a guy who said something to a Rav. He said, you rabbis know Torah, you don't know yourselves. This Dr. Vanderkoek, a guy. Now he has no right to a chutzpah. We know ourselves, a chutzpah. No outside, we could beat each other up. And outside, the two brothers fight. And outside, it touches. He's a chutzpah. We know ourselves, but the Musa we can take, that for Torah to penetrate us, we have to know Torah and we have to know ourselves. So I want to tell the guys, I hope... We owe our chorus my, my children are studying Torah and life by Rev. Joey and, and Chaim. Chaim is close and Chaim's involved in these Chaburs. And I hope many guys who go to Eretz Yisrael have the opportunities. The guys from Torah's Chaim, from Imre, I believe from the Fishers as well. So that we have to arrange from from I know from Imre, I know from Ev Centers, and I know from Torah Chaim, Mishkan Yisrael, the guys from all different yeshivas, Beis Yisrael, that are part. And I hope the guys get get involved in these chaburas of working on Torah, on connecting to Torah in deep ways. I thank. I hope we have other opportunities, longer opportunities. But the fact that we got a few minutes to them, Joey, is very very appreciated. Thank you for being here. Amen. Amen. He's headed to the airport. Imam Mishwichap Darayn, he's headed to the airport. I want to, before we hear from Ray Silverman, is Ray Silverman still here? 
I want to sing Mashcheni before we hear from Rabbi Kaf. We'll hear from Rabbi Kaf in minutes. Is Rabbi Wisnicki still here? Okay. okay. We might ask Talmidim of these Rabbeim to say thank yous on the behalf. The, so, but let's let's sing Mashcheni. Where's Arya Mashcheni? Let's go. Like complain like the nine week summer to unpack what we saw in the last two hours we need like 17 years nine weeks <laughs> and that's one day of the year to unpack I like in yeshiva that we have a Rebbe in yeshiva who doesn't even give shear here. He gives shear in Munsi. I like it when we say no walls. I mean it. There are people come for a day. A guy is in the yeshiva. He's one of the young, he's one of the guys. The guys who plugged in. We, a, a man texts me. Sat here for four hours. He's married with children. He texts me. When's he coming for Shabbos? He's a Benai yeshiva. He's in the yeshiva. He's. He's in, I don't give you a 16 years, he's in the yeshiva. He's in the yeshiva as much as I'm in the yeshiva. He's in the yeshiva. The yeshiva what's the yeshiva? Somebody who sees you and gets it. Somebody who sees Rafi Gurman come in and put on tefillin and understands it. So, 
it means a lot. A yeshiva like this, that's, that's beyond, it's beyond walls. It's not about, it's not about the clock. I like that we have a Rebbe who's here, who's in New York. It's like, it, it's, it's, Rifark is clearing because he's staying not, we're trying to hold on. He's staying whether he goes, I want him here. We want him here, we want him here. I still hope I try to get Revarya to come for Shabbos. I, say, I want him here, but I like that there's a Rebbe in New York. I like that because it's, it's not walls, it's ideals, it's values. There's nobody here who's mechazek and taps in and believes in and encourages guys. What he, the um, generosity to us is completely overwhelming. The generosity, constant thinking about the yeshiva and action for us is, is completely, completely overwhelming. My own, my own children are, I'm, I, I love in the yeshiva that the Rebbeim were close to each other's kids. Eitan Shapiro is, I'm extreme, I love that guy, he's going to be big, he's brilliant, he's a special person, but I love the Kesher, we're brothers, we feel it, the, the way the Rebbeim, Right, Russ called Max, Russ, he called all the Rebbeim, his kids' uncles. That's how we feel. There's the closest, I, that my son, all my sons, have a shaykh to have Aryeh, a nephew, mamish, kipshuta, mamish. That's, there's no industry of love. You don't give love out there. If Rebbeim aren't best friends, there's no yeshivas of Kirib. That's nothing, that's nothingness. If the Rebbeim, the, the, right, right, Zone describes the meeting, how intense or not intense, the kibbutzing, his worry. He said, I don't fight, I just ask, why not the 10th grade? Okay, so I'm a super sensitive guy. I take that as a screaming, but it's kishmak, he is defending. Amazing, amazing. I want to ask right Kaf to share with us, there's so many beautiful places. We were Zeicha last week, was like a Rev Kaf Shear flex, one big flex. The Tusiyumim, the Shabbos, there's so many beautiful, eternal places that exist here. The different tables, that's, I'm like zoning in on a lot, the different tables, the different stations here. The two stations in the building over, right, zone station, Right, calf station in front there, and that chevron, it's a very specific, that group, the beauty that exists there, the growth that right calf has arranged, been part of, and led is something beautiful. So I yes, right calf to share with the chevron for a few minutes. So as, as we've been sitting here, I've been going back and forth in my head, different, a lot of different ideas, a lot of different feelings and thoughts, and I still haven't decided yet, so stay tuned. It's gonna... Rebbe mentioned the, um, the Shabbos we just had, and I wanted to maybe give whoever wasn't there uh, a little bit of an insight on, on something that we experienced. I could say easily it was the best Shabbos of my life. And it was a, it was an open, it was just a, uh, it's a microcosm of, I think, what the yeshiva's about and what we've all been able to do together as a yeshiva. And just, it was just, took that and concentrated into one Shabbos. It was something that, it was, it was a powerful experience for me. And I wanted to, try to give everyone here a little a little bit of a picture of what happened because you know as a group we've you know Joey was describing how we've how the world's been changed by this yeshiva 
I don't know much about what's going on in the world, but I could tell you what's going on with me. And I could tell you just in the, in the years of being here and meeting different guys at different stages and different... This year, I've, I've felt more than ever the, the amount that I've been able to learn from the people, in this, from the guys in this yeshiva. It's, it's you know, after Shabbos, my, my, my wife was, we, we sit down and we've got, we went through the guys and she was describing what she saw. And for a while, we just sat there quietly, just shaking, just realizing what we had in front of us, what we were lucky enough to be a part of. It's something that's that's impacted the world in a in a crazy way, and that's and the like I said the Shabbos was like concentrated because when we to, we got together, we got guys got here Shabbos, and we so there were the highlights. There was definitely Abe's Kabbalah Shabbos was something for the ages. That was, was incredible. We shook it up in Blue Ridge a little bit. It was nice, it, and then the Suda Friday night was otherworldly amount of the voices the, the just everything that went on in that room was it was it was a different planet and then i said it, it sounds funny but to me one of the highlights of shabbos i think was was shot was there were two really there was one one i think was was funnier and one was more interesting one was friday night someone came to speak to the guys i don't know if everyone was there it was after the suda and we told i told him you know that this week the guys are graduating this week and he made a joke. He said, "Oh, see, it's Yisman Shimes this week," and it was awkwardly silent in the room. And it was just no, <laughs> and it was just an amazing moment when we realized how rare it is what we have. That that that's a cliche. That's a joke that everyone in the world says. And guys didn't mean to. No one was trying to make it uncomfortable. It was just we realized how lucky we are to be a part of something that we we all want to be here. And so much of the world is running and just doing everything that they have to do and so much of Yiddishkeit people are living doing what they have to do and we have a rare bubble in the middle of a crazy world of people who are doing what they want to do and people who are actually connected to something in a real way and we talked a lot about this week and I, I, I want to describe a little bit something that we talked about and share this week and but then the next one to me was Shabbos afternoon we had, uh, you know, there's all the official Suda Shabbos parties, my favorite Suda of Shabbos. And we were sitting around Shabbos afternoon, and we just sat outside and just, and there were families in Blue Ridge just coming by and just joining. And it was, it was just, a, it was just, I, they, they got to be a part of it and people were coming over. There was, I think four or five families came over and joined the Shabbos afternoon. And just to be a, a, around people who are here, sincere, real, we just, just want to be together. We're just enjoying being here in the moment and everyone has you know every, we come into every th- situation with so many agendas and so many things we, and there was just nothing there was just nothing happening we were just here we were, it was just Shabbos we were just enjoying each other and that to me of all the highlights of all the, the powerful moments the mundane the, the what life that we're, what we're trying to tap, tap into putting a, a, a life where we, we're the things aren't flashy and we're not seeing the big moments but just just living just being there together was it was powerful and and it was felt and it was it was obvious you saw the amount of people that kept coming over to join there was something otherworldly that was going on there but i think when we 
try to think now, coming towards the end of a year, I, I, I asked Ray Ross, I think it was last year, I asked him, when do you get used to it? Because, like, he's been doing it 10 years, every year. I, I, I imagine every year building something and knock it down and start again. I haven't, I haven't gotten used to, like, coming to the end of the year. And we, we spent a year in the trenches together. And then to, and it's, to, to come to a graduation, I'm, I still, one day maybe, I don't know, I hope not. But in, get numb to it, get starts getting used to it. I haven't gotten used to it yet. I'm still the new guy, so I'll, I'll, you know, I'll hold on to it while I can. But I told him in the beginning, I don't know where I'm going with this. Honestly, I just, just what I think more than anything, just to say what that Shabbos was was just it was an opportunity for me to stop and to realize what we have and to thank you guys, thank this entire yeshiva for for being. Uh, I don't want to. Talk, uh, it's nice to thank you on behalf of the world. I'll thank you on behalf of myself. Getting a chance to, to be around people who are, you know, we, we've talked a lot about, you know, there are people who are, we're all trying to build, you know, an image. We're all trying to build, or Shapiro was saying it, really. We're all trying to build something. We're all trying to put early Kalish. I remember my first meeting, we were unofficial meeting. We were walking together in Blue Ridge before my first year coming here. It, he told me there's going to be a big temptation. Like as a young rebbe, you're going to come in. Like I made it, you know. I I I I got that position. I got the title. I made it in life. And at the time, I didn't understand what it meant fully. I don't know. I still don't fully. But I understand the concept of okay, you have to be humble. And then I realized over time, being around people, being around this this incredible place is that there's just no room for that. There's no room for for positions or, or or what you're trying to you know build in our own mind. We just have life's too short. We have just we have just the reality. We just have ourselves and because you wanna be we wanna build something that when you're sitting alone in your room, who are you? What did you become? What do you have? The images are nice and they feel good very, very, very short term. But to be around a chevra this chevra this year is I've the amount that it's changed me to be around people who are tapped into a real world, and that means sometimes embracing difficult moments. There are things that have gone on in my life that I've I've understood this year for the for the first time. Because it was the first time in my life that I was able to take down certain walls. The first time in my life, I, I, we've talked about it together. As a Chabur, I've said, my father passed away when I was 17. This was the fir- this is the first year in my life that I, I understood what the story was. There was always a story. There was always the, the image. There was always the, you know, the cliches that you could put it. That how I'm supposed to react, what I'm supposed to feel, what I'm supposed... Being there with a chaver like this is the first time in my life I understood it. I understood the story was what, what's going on with me. How did it affect me? How did the story, the, the story, what you would write in a book isn't what isn't what, that's not the real story. And you know, as we all move on to different places and different, every everything has its as something to offer. And you'll learn a lot from a lot of a lot that's out there in the world. But take a take a moment today and, and realize what what we've been a part of.
realize what we've been able to, to that we've been able to live in a world of reality. For and and that and we're going to go out. This this yeshiva is going to change. It has and will continue to change the world. The, you know, we we were talking this week. I'll end with this. You know, we were talking this week about. You know that we've all heard the line. They said that there's nobody who doesn't who doesn't learn Tyra. It doesn't. Who, there's no one who can't connect to Tyra. And everyone rolls their eyes because we all have moments where we feel like we don't. And, and you know. It, I said that, you know, there's not one of us who hasn't watched a YouTube video on something, maybe not, but I don't think there's anyone here who hasn't, you know, watched a YouTube video of something that you find curious, that something that you're interested in. Nobody who doesn't enjoy learning things. We all are, have, a, have a place in us that things that we are curious about, things that we care about, things that we want to know more about. The only difference is we have to discover that curiosity. We have to figure out what interests me, what bothers me. And we say that we all have a place here and a place in, in what this what this yeshiva has done is opened up Ruchnius and Yiddishkeit because it's opened up ourselves, because we've been able to take a step back and see what really interests me. What am I? Who am I? What do I care about? And then you'll find your place in it. Because we the problem is when we spend so much time trying to figure out what we're supposed to be interested in as opposed to what we are interested in. What do we really care about as opposed to what we're supposed to be care about? We can embrace the, those real emotions, real honesty. We can, we're not just... We can, we, we can and will change our own lives. And, and we Not just change, but actually understand our own lives. Be a part of it. Enter the real story. You know, it, it, towards the end of the year, we get there. Every, you know, this is going to be a whirlwind in the next couple of days. Take a moment and realize, realize your real story. Realize the real story. Don't put everything else aside. Don't, don't, don't worry about what, about any of the, st- what, what the emotions of the story are, what the cliches are. Don't get caught up in the, in, in any of the, in any of the wrappings. Just be, just understand the real story. For I talked to one guy this week, and we, and we described a story that you know that that would shake a lot of people. The story itself is nice. The, the, is is hard. The, the the actual story is that he didn't get to be a child because because of the story. That's that's the real. That's what actually happens. We miss out on so so much when we get stuck on 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 when we get stuck on out on on things that were on the images we get so I want thank you so so much to everybody here to every single guy here for for opening a world of reality and that's something that it can't be contained he said it's Rebbe was saying it's everywhere because it's not something that be contained when you see the real thing you can't go back you can't go back so enjoy this moments and take it, take it. We're sending people out to the world, sending soldiers out to the world to open up this this message. Go out, take it, and and continue it in yourself. Continue it in yourself, and that that's the biggest inspiration we could be to everyone. And thank you again.
Glazer and from Ray Mendy Katz before we finish. But I, I want to say that what they brought, Rabbi Kaf, Rasham, Rabbi Glazer, Rabbi Silverman, Rabbi Mendy Katz, what they brought to Yeshiva, I'm going to go to a sports analogy because because that's how that's something I like and it connects me to a lot of life. And in sports, your team is awesome when there's a blend of rookies and veterans. Your team is like the life of, Forget about winning and losing. It's the most fun. The team is like there's a schios. I, I was, I grew, the guys might know that I'm a Met fan. The Mets were always full of veterans. They never had the young guys. They were not a smart organization. They didn't have to cultivate and develop young players. There's something very stale. It's not a good team. It's a tough watch, even when they won. It wasn't built to win year after year. If you know the Braves, you know certain organizations. The Braves are a brilliant organization. I hate to say that, but they're the arch enemy of the Mets, and it's fun to watch, because Johnny and I, we're the lovable losers. And if you know the Mets work, they find an old player who used to be good, sign him, but it has no future. And the teams that are good build cultures. They have youngsters and vets. A good balance. Youngsters bring energy. Vets bring smarts. And when they work together, you have something crazy good. What we have going on here, and I don't want to call them vets. It's not nice. I waited. I waited till Rabbi like Misnicky left and called him a vet. He's a young man. He'll take him on in a one-on-one. Good luck. A full court one-on-one. They're young. I didn't, call, I didn't wait till my sister and brother-in-law left to call Rai Rasin a veteran. Baruch Hashem, everybody's going to stay young. But the energy that the, that the younger Rebbeim brought to Yeshiva, the vibrancy. I live vicariously. When I see the Rebbeim, when I see Rai Glazer playing ball with the guys, Rabbi Kaf, I still want to run with the guys badly, badly. But I do it vicariously. Maybe one day we'll restart the career. Enough seeing the younger Rebbeim will like... We'll make enough jealousy. I see Reb Mendy Katz in left field laying out for a ball yesterday. I was like, ah, delightful. And then he knocked it down. It would have been a double that, that would have been deep trouble. And he knocked it down using his, I think it was his leg. He knocked the ball down. He smothered it. It's an excellent play. But to see a Rebbe diving full out for a ball, that was like appreciated. I just appreciated that. The energy, the chiyos, everything. We, Yiddishkeit has chiyos, energy. It's alive, it's kicking. It's, not, it's never stale, it's never passive. It's, it's alive, it's fire. When something's authentic, it's energetic. That's how you know it's authentic. Right? right? Shapiro, like, grappled the Rebbe. You have to let your guard down. You have to say how normal you are, how flawed you are. Otherwise, it gets stale. Otherwise, you don't have something that's fire. And the, the chiyos that the younger Rebbeim brought in Yeshiva is, like, tangible. It's cool. We're such a cool team. And the way there's respect, the way there's respect, you watch Rabbi Kaf, all the Rebbeim speak to Rabbi Wisnicki. There's such humility. And Rabbi Wisnicki, just watch the Rebbeim work together, talk together, think together. Rabbi Wisnicki is always tapped into Rabbi Russ's sagest advice. And people are tapping into each other. I speak about no toes. The humility of the Rebbeim, they're humble to say they have toes. That's how little toes they have. There's humility here. There's humility here. And the younger Rebbeim have brought, right, Silman, all of them, they brought such energy here, such 
the Reb Nachman, all the Torah of Waterbury, Reb Joey spoke, is no complacency. All the Rebbeim described, right, Kaps, I just figured out, we'll say that for the next 70 years, we're just going to figure it out yearly. There's no, when you're not complacent, you look at a guy, he's not, he's not, you're not, you're not older than him, we're both just beginning. Graduation, we're beginning new challenges. Life continues, challenges continue. The vibrancy that Rabbi Kavs, what Rai Glazer shared, the learning Torah, this chiyos, is amazing, amazing. But God, that, that part of the base medrash, Torah is learned, Torah is learned, there's chiyos, there's chiyos going on. The vibrancy, the energy, the Shabbos. Right, Kav speaks about the Shabbos that he made. Other Rebbeim will make Shabbos now. You need somebody young and energetic and courageous and jump in and do it and create it. And others will follow. There's energy to watch Remendi Katz dive for a ball. That's 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 what I want. The next time I play, I'll lay out also, Mendy. I'm like sitting at second base, like I got to a place I was not wanting the ball hit to me. The next I want it, I'm getting it. <laughs> As, uh, to watch you lay out for the ball. We need, I want all the Rebbeim. I sh- if anybody has a video, send it to all the Rebbeim. I want that say from this Rebbe laid out for a ball in the middle of the game. The Midas, the Midas, when he plays with the guys, he's competitive. The Midas plays basketball, baseball, all the sports with the guys. You see, somebody who cares, who has a chios, a passion for life, but so nice, such so kind, competitive and kind. That's like unheard of. So I'll ask Ray Glazer, we'll only go a few more minutes, we do have lunch, I ask Mechila, we should, but I'll ask Ray Glazer to speak for a few moments, and remember cats to close it, and then we'll have lunch, Musa will take place at 3.30, Mincha will be 3.30, followed by Musa 3.45, followed by the graduation. I know the hour is late, and I myself am um, getting antsy too for sitting a while, so I'm going to try to speak for between three and four minutes, um, just to give you a time frame so that, uh, to help help you out. Um, a lot of things that were spoken by the different Rabbeim, by Joey and um, Kalish, uh resonated a lot by me. Um, so, I, it's funny, this week during Shear, like I told a couple of the guys, I spoke about the different groups of people, and I think Ray Kalish used to speak about it, I don't know if he speaks about it these days, the, gr- the different groups of people that realize that this man's coming to an end. You have the guy two weeks before has realized it. You have the guy this some point this week he realizes it. And you have the guy like myself in 12th grade that it was Monday morning I woke up uh, 12th grade Monday morning obviously the buses were Sunday and I woke up and I realized this, we're moving on from Yeshiva. Um, and I was telling the guys this like this is what's happening. And I was just I don't know why I was telling the guys like you know it's funny there's different guys that wake up different times and realize things. What I didn't realize was that I was also, I didn't either realize that the year was coming to an end. Today I realized. I knew, I knew it was a few more days left. I knew it, but I didn't. Why, why I'm so emotional about it is because it's unbelievable to see the guys in our shear, the guys in other shear. I'm looking around the base marriage now, looking around earlier in the, in the morning. It's, 
I'm, I'm, I'm sounding cliche. It's just unbelievable. It's not normal. It's not normal at all. What we've seen, uh, well, I've, I've seen a different shirim. Sometimes I get to pop into Rosh Shapiro's shir, but just seeing, seeing each guy individually. Um, and I'll just talk a second about our shir that I get to learn with the guys. To see, to see guys that are drawn and found MS and to see Avi Berger here until 120 way into lunch <laughs> you see him like eat up a Ritva it's unbelievable it's unbelievable it's, it's sometimes like I've had people over the years over the few years I've been here ask me like so so like so you know what do you do over there so you schmooze with the guys yeah it's good you schmooze with them and okay, uh, I, I, not everyone knows. Not everyone knows not, uh, why I'm here. I used to th- think for myself why I'm here because let me see, maybe I'm going to impact someone. Maybe, maybe not. It's not that anymore. I mean, maybe it is still that. Maybe I, I do want to be impactful. Everyone has a desire to, to, to give over something that they feel like they found and want to give over. But that's one dimension. Another dimension I realized myself is that. Is, is so much what I've been spoken about today is that for myself I'm a Talmud just like everyone else is a Talmud there's no different there's no there's no difference and I think we've all heard that many times today and it's just so true and when I'm thinking about a Dvar Torah and this and that and I'm thinking honest to myself is that how does that really speak to me am I just saying over something that's that is Dvar Torah or am I saying something that it relates to me and the guys challenge me on that I'll have David Mayer to ask me so give an example what do you mean by that and it makes it makes it makes you be real, and it makes you it makes Torah be real by you, and makes life be real by you. You can't you can't be one person here then be at home someone else. Everything's real, and that's what obviously everyone yeshiva here feels that it's MS. Um, and so I I am very happy. To, so I'm very happy to continue being a Talmud, and I'm I guess I'm lucky enough that I could be here next month to be a Talmud again. And some other guys are are being a Talmud out of the walls of base Medrash and other yeshivas continuing from this yeshiva um, and I guess I want to leave off and really thank every single every single guy here for creating such a place and it was an unbelievable year and I'm, I'm it's very it's emotional that the guys are uh, the, a lot of the guys are moving on and it's also emotional to see so many guys and I'm not going to go by name now but so many guys to see their growth it's not not even though I myself was in yeshiva in 12th grade I didn't recognize this I this is something I've seen even I, I just I guess maybe because I'm older I'm not sure what it is but I've seen like unbelievable greatness here and and just for those listening to the recording you have to come here for yourself it's not like right Kayla says you listen you watch a video of a chasana it's a lie it's not true so if you only listen to the recordings of the yeshiva it's not true you have to come here. So if someone has a week vacation, Rev. Sullivan told us yesterday, vacation is not running away from life. Vacation is discovering yourself, living life. Come here for a week. Rebitz will work it out. Come here. Um, and thank you so much. Uh, thank you so much. I'm sorry I went two minutes overtime. Thank you so much. He hits it hard and fast and hard and is always on base. But 
today he's the cleanup hitter. Today he's finishing up. But I want to really thank Rebendi for what he means and is to Yeshiva. It's priceless what, what he does, what he means. We're to sum up everybody's speech. Briefly say what Rebendi to my own, my own journey in yeshiva is, is a little different than a lot of other angles. This is my third year in yeshiva. I just want to express first my cars are type two. I'm 26 years old. I'm, I think I'm younger than a regular but I'm definitely like, it's a difference like a Rebbe and a Chaver. It's just, he's a big, big above me. I'm still discovering myself and it's, it's fascinating how the yeshiva took me in and made me feel wanted and like held to me. It was, it was weird. Rabbi Rust came like also my best friend. Like it was weird. Uh, I Farkas besides take on me, took my family and my in-laws, everybody took in everything. He came to my house to visit me on Fridays. It's like just to hang out. It was very weird. And when somebody holds of you, you start holding yourself a lot more. Something I struggle with tremendously, which I don't even know if it's my struggling. I struggle with imposter syndrome. I don't know if there's a title or status or anything to struggle with. My Shi'ifas, I love being here. I love the Yeshiva. I want to put my everything into the Yeshiva. I believe in it. It's something in my own journey, and I, and I love the guys, and I want to put everything in. It's funny when you want to do that, and you also don't hold, like, you also doubt yourself. It's a very funny, like, dichotomy in a sense. Like, you're, you want to, but you're not really sure, do I have what to give? I saw, I saw a thought that this is my own feelings. It's something that fired me up this year. I said this to Shlomo many times this year, for sure. There's a thought way back in the, what's it called, in the year about Hashem comes to Moshe for the first time. It's so Rav Hirsch. Rav Hirsch says, Hashem comes to Moshe, uh, comes to Moshe in the, in the beginning, and he says the, the Lashon um, of Vayoymer. Vayoymer means it's a words of appeasement. I'm trying to tell you with words. Nicely, just, I, I want to convince you nicely to come and, and take Klal Yisrael and Mitzrayim. Moshe doubts himself. He's not really sure. He's like, Am I, I'm Oros Masayim. Is it me? Maybe take Aaron, take somebody else. After a while, Hashem Vaidaber Hashem Amar He changes the lashon to Vaidaber. If Hirsch writes, "Is a lashon of commandment," is no longer a choice. What he's saying is like, right now, there's a job. It's not about whether you can or can't. When there's a job, you jump on it. The Rav Hirsch goes to a different mahalach. He's saying, when there's a problem, fix it. It's actually, it's a quote in Chabad. When there's a problem, fix it. It's like, don't wait, don't start running around. Hashem put you. So these eyes saw a problem. You jump on it. The way I took out of it is, if Hashem put you in a situation, that means Hashem wants you. Hashem is telling Moshe, you're not supposed to be the person like so-called, like, uh, we all think Mashiach. What's Mashiach going to be like? It's this big, I don't know what. Hashem wants Moshe, as Moshe exactly was then. Hashem wants Mendicats, as Mendicats is right now. I come into Yeshiva, and I, Baruch, I get to learn with different guys, Shlomo, Meme, a lot of different guys, Chaim, Morty Munchik. It just made me discover myself a lot. A lot of the things I doubt myself, my own, let's say, my, my Gemara skills for sure. I come from a different type of background. The word in my, my background was the word impressive. I come from a place where everything's to be impressive to you. There's no such thing as being honest and real. I'm like, oh, the way this resonates. It doesn't have to be so, so impressive. No, has, is this a big Chiddush? Huh? It's not a Chiddush. It doesn't exist. I liked, I found myself from, these, from everyone in the Shiva. What the Shiva gave me is I held in myself. I discovered Mandy Katz. And I've opened up and I've tapped into many, many ears in my own life I never knew I had before. Oh, I thank the Yeshiva tremendously for that. Thank you.
I want to thank all the guys. There's no sense here. Sometimes late in a long gathering, there's the sense of the guys who were too neat. And like, we're like, almost like martyr syndrome where you stay so late. That's not the, the vibe of everybody here is we're not letting go. I thank you for that vibe. I feel that way also. I feel that way also. I'm not letting go. So that, for that vibe, that's the sa- I'm feeling the same as the boob by Shir Hamalois. And the upset that we canceled cheer today. The same vibe of your tenacity to still be here. Get out of here and get lunch. We'll be back at 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 three thirty will be Mincha and three forty five will be Musik. You have been listening to a Shear from Shasilluminated.org. For other Shearim on many topics or to hear an Eon Shear on any Dauphin Shas, including Mara McClaimus on each Shear please visit www.shasilluminated.org. To order CDs or for more information, please call 203-312-SHAS. That's 203-312-7427 or email info at shasilluminated.org.